unabashed. The most unpredictable becomes a headline. The most volatile outrageous behavior. Unsubstantiated narratives. A battle of personalities. Welcome to Grant the Masha, a co-production of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and the Hindustan Times. I'm your host, Milan Basham. This past week, voters from across the western state of Gujarat went to the polls to select the 182 newest members of its state assembly. Gujarat, of course, is not just any other state in the union. It happens to be Prime Minister Narendra Modi's home state. While the votes will be counted on December 8th, there's an aura of inevitability around the results. Journalists, pundits, and polls all point towards a decisive victory by the incumbent BJP. But this year's contest is not without its fair share of intrigue. In what has traditionally been a two-party contest between the BJP and the Congress, this year's elections feature an ambitious new entrant in the form of the Amadmi Party. To talk more about this year's election and what it signifies, I'm joined today by the journalist Mahesh Langa. Mahesh is a veteran journalist who knows Gujarat better than almost anyone else I know. He currently serves as the Gujarat correspondent for the Hindu and previously covered Gujarat for the Hindustan Times. I'm pleased to welcome him to the show for the very first time. Mahesh, good to talk to you. Thank you. And it's my pleasure connecting with you here on this grand tamasha. So, Mahesh, you and I talked uh, 10 years ago for the first time, almost to the day. And if you remember back in 2012, that was the Gujarat election that would catapult Narendra Modi into the national spotlight as the BJP's PM candidate. Uh, in 2017, the Gujarat elections were a test of the BJP's ability to win the state of Gujarat without Prime Minister Modi uh, as the chief minister. What do you think this race in 2022 signifies? Well, you know, uh, you have rightly uh, mentioned that uh, uh, elections 10 years ago, 2012 election was uh, kind of a launch pad for Modi from, you know, from the state to the national uh, political arena. And he used it uh, as such that, you know, after after winning the assembly election in his first address, he had mentioned that, you know, uh, he would, you know, uh, uh, BJP workers said that now, he will, you know, Delhi is not very far. Delhi is not very far. So, you know, that was a launch pad, for, a launch pad that uh, Mr. Modi used uh, to, to graduate from Gujarat to national politics. And then, uh, uh, as we all know that, you know, in next uh, uh, one and a half year, he used, uh, uh, I mean, he was chief minister of the state, but uh, he had already become a, you know, national leader, crisscrossing the country, uh, campaigning. Uh, he had heavily campaigned in the assembly elections that happened in 2013 in uh, Madhya Pradesh, Chhattisgarh and Rajasthan. And then also a couple of other, you know, assembly elections. And then, of course, the national elections where he first was declared as the BJP's uh, campaign committee chief and then uh, declared as the prime ministerial candidate of the party. So that was there in 2012. And uh, in 14, Mr. Modi became prime minister and he, uh, uh, Gujarat transitioned from, you know, uh, from being uh, Modi at the helm to you know, uh, Anandi Ben Patel, who became his successor, uh, the first chief uh, woman chief minister of Gujarat, Mr. Modi himself, uh, you know, appointed her and uh, she became the chief minister, taking forward the legacy of the prime minister Modi. No, I mean, I, I, if you think about the year 2022, uh, despite this uh, Patidar agitation, 
the BJP, of course, came back to power in 2017, but it was a closer contest that had been in a long time. Uh, in 2022, you know, what's the sense? I mean, is this in some sense the, the, the kind of last uh, election before the race for 2024 begins? I mean, why? if the, the BJP appears to be putting maximum effort into winning, even though, you know, most people think that it's not much of a contest. So why is that? Well, you know, in a way, it's a, it's a foregone con- uh, conclusion uh, regarding the outcome of the Gujarat Assembly election. But uh, it has its own uh, significance. Uh, number one, BJP uh, won very, very narrowly in, in, in the past uh, Assembly election in 2017. And that, uh, that, that uh, kind of, you know, any, anything could have happened in that Assembly election. And uh, I would say uh, Congress lost it, not BJP, BJP did not win it. Hmm. So now this time, I think they they want to ensure that, you know, BJP is back to where it used to be in terms of number of seats, uh, you know, in the range of 100 and, uh, you know, 15 onwards that BJP had already, uh, always won in Gujarat. So I think uh, that is number one. Number two, also, you know, before the parliament election, of course, there will be uh, one more significant round of uh, assembly elections in 23rd. Uh, 23 when uh, in the march um, in the month of march we will have assembly election in karnataka where bjp is in power then we'll have uh, assembly elections of madhya pradesh uh, rajasthan and chhattisgarh where two states are held by the congress and one by the bjp but remember last time bjp lost madhya pradesh as well hmm. so you know it's it's very uh, uh, next round will be equally important but gujarat has its own uh, significance because uh, Prime Minister is from the state, Union Home Minister is also from the state, then, you know, uh, 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 Governor from the Governor of Uttar Pradesh and Madhya Pradesh are also from Gujarat, uh, besides the bureaucrats who run the central administration. So, Gujarat has its own significance. And I think uh, what uh, another factor is that uh, Prime Minister and uh, uh, Union Home Minister both are. And and uh, uh, BJP at large, they are uh, invested in Gujarat so heavily that they cannot, uh, you know, take the state lightly. Even if there is a foregone pl- conclusion regarding the outcome, they would not uh, take any chance to, you know, uh, give, uh, you know, uh, they'll not take any chance regarding an, uh, even a small thing. I mean, and it's keeping with Mahesh, as you know, better than almost anybody. I mean, the BJP puts as much effort, it seems, into the Hyderabad Municipal Corporation elections as elections in Misoram, as elections in Uttar Pradesh, right? (laughs) Three wildly different uh, types of elections, but the effort is pretty considerable across. That's part of their their DNA, at least of the current BJP. Yes, it's uh, they're they're very aggressive. They they do a lot of planning Um, uh, in terms of resources. I I don't think they are short of anything uh, sky is the limit and then uh, the, the aggressive planning very very extremely high voltage campaign you know yesterday uh, prime minister uh, held a road show of almost 50 kilometer uh, and uh, you know touching uh, base with uh, almost uh, 14 assembly seats uh, in Ahmedabad and Gandhinagar so that and and then uh, let me tell you that you know since uh, bjp won a landslide in in uttar pradesh in last march 
and after winning the uh, india's largest state uh, uttar pradesh a second time in a row the next day prime minister was here in ahmedabad uh, again leading a road show from the airport to the state capital gandhinagar and and since then a uh, prime minister visited gujarat twice a month since march prime minister was of course uh, the, this is addition these rallies and post you know after the uh, schedule for the uh, schedule for the assembly election was announced but since march prime minister made 18 or 19 trips personally he he crisscrossed the state he had uh, there 33 districts in the state and he touched base with almost 26 districts so you know he uh, in in preparations for the assembly election so that uh, that that uh, that goes to say you know show how how seriously they are taking this uh, assembly election uh, so mahesh for the longest time gujarat has been a state that we've just uh, by default described as a state with bipolar political competition right between the bjp and the indian national congress what's interesting i think to many of us this time around is that there's a third contender uh namely the amadmi party right which has come to power in delhi and more recently in punjab why do you think it is that arvind kejriwal and the op have decided to target gujarat and and what is their way in what is the pitch that they're making to voters about why they should be accepted in the state well you know it's it's very fascinating in a way because uh, uh uh the way arvind kejriwal has taken uh, gujarat seriously uh, after winning uh, uh, punjab uh, you know his next uh, stop was gujarat amdabad and since then he also like prime minister has been coming twice a month thrice a month almost once a week uh, in last two months he he has visited uh, districts after districts even small you know places in districts visiting temples and doing everything that uh, you know that uh, probably uh, required to to establish his amadmi party and himself as a leader in gujarat now two uh, two three things that uh, i think uh, you know uh, uh, go into why kejriwal uh, is taking gujarat so seriously number one uh, uh, gujarat is is extremely important for 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 the bjp for the current set of uh, you know uh, uh, leaders of the bjp hmm. secondly uh, you know even a slight dent uh, of bjp in gujarat can uh, um, uh, give launchpad to kejriwal nationally though he has won gujarat uh, punjab but punjab would still not you know if he needs something as uh, some victory or something it um, you know gujarat is a perfect uh, very very perfect uh, state for him third that you know prime minister uh, narendra modi and the bjp have been marketing gujarat model of governance gujarat model of industrial development uh, getting you know investment and stuff uh, heavily not only nationally but uh, they they marketed it internationally so i think kejriwal wants to take it uh, that model and and uh, uh, you know juxtapose that with uh, what he calls delhi model of governance you know providing basic uh, services and uh, what we now have new uh, you know term for what they call revdi that you know uh, doling out freebies like free electricity the free education free healthcare services and you know <laughs> so uh, 
having himself established as a powerful leader in the national capital uh, after mr modi came to power in 2014 uh, he won two massive landslides in in delhi so i think he wants to he wants to do something in something big in gujarat and and also in a way gujarat also provides a fertile ground for for Ahmadmi party or any third front which is very serious to take on the bjp because the state has seen bipolar contest since 1990 so it's bjp and congress though congress vote share has remained steady you know around 35 percent except uh, parliament elections of 2014 and 2019 but but those elections uh, people of gujarat did not vote across party lines they voted uh, for mr modi for making mr modi is prime minister of the country and then there is a there is a very quite uh, you know sense that uh, uh, and then uh, 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 among people who are who are fed up with bjp and it's it's it's, it's a very it has not been that vote bank has not been tapped properly but it's a significant you know uh, vote bank that uh, who is fed up with bjp they they also feel that you know no point in voting for congress because congress is b team of bjp so uh, there are no point in voting for congress because uh, uh, their the uh, guys their legislators get sold out easily hmm. and it's a massive sense among you know uh, among a section of people and i think kejriwal has tapped it quite uh, rightly hmm. so but mahesh let, let me just ask you uh, just on this point because you know two out of the three main players in the opposition lineup that fought uh, the Gujarat 2017 elections, Hardik Patel, Alpesh Thakur, they've switched to the BJP. I mean, these were the people who were in the front lines going after the BJP, hammer and tongs, right? You 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 talked to both of them, you profiled them recently for the Hindu. You know, why did these young leaders, right, who were so opposed to the BJP just five years ago, switch sides? So in, in case of, I'll just go with uh, Hardik, Pat- Hardik Patel. He he campaigned uh, for the Congress party in last assembly election, but had not joined the Congress party. Hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, in last August, he decided to join the BJP because he thought that, you know, uh, and then he's quite candid, candid when I met him. He was quite candid that, that he he wanted to be a politician. He wanted to remain a politician. He graduated from just an activist. And, you know, he he doesn't see himself as, a, as an activist now. He's... In, sees himself as a politician and and said that you know it was very important that uh, to to be uh, to be an active politician in gujarat and to have something some meaningful role in the state uh, uh, state's politics he, he he needed you know a platform that uh, only bjp can provide he he can win there he can um, probably become a minister there if uh, you know uh, if not this time then maybe uh, five five years down the line or few years down the line but uh, he uh, himself sees uh, you know his future in bjp secondly uh, he he thinks that uh, uh, congress all said and done is very very you know uh, a party which which has not been able to dislodge bjp in two decades and uh, uh, as long as uh, uh, Mr. Modi remains there at the helm of BJP, uh, Congress, no matter how much they put in their efforts, it, um, they are unlikely to kind of unseat BJP, at least from Gujarat. That's the sense that he had shared with me. So that's uh, his case. 
in case of alpesh thakur well he joined in 2017 he was given the ticket he won from north gujarat seat he became mla then he was also made uh, national secretary of the congress party and and then somehow we thought that you know he was constantly he he uh, fighting with state congress leaders who, who saw him as an outsider and not uh, someone who grew from within the party and uh, then he decided on the uh, you know during last parliament election he decided to join the bjp he contested the by election in which he lost from north gujarat but now he he has shifted his base from north gujarat rural seat to amdavad gandhinagar's uh, uh, you know south seat which has lot of uh, urban pockets so he also thinks that you know congress leaders uh, state congress leaders did not uh, allow him to grow beyond a point they were not letting him work uh, he wanted to take on bjp head on but uh, he was being prevented and uh, uh you know uh, in lot of uh, infighting lot of bickering within the party which uh, uh, forced him uh, forced his exit from the party hey grant the marshall listeners thanks for listening to the podcast putting this show together each week is a labor of love but it takes a lot of work to put out a great show every week if you'd like to support the work we do at grant the masha please visit ceip.org/donate Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcasting platform so you'll be the first to know when a new episode rolls out. So, you know, Mahesh, I think one of the things that we're kind of all struggling to understand is you mentioned that the last election was one of the closest that we've seen in recent memory right uh, the, the congress had its best performance in years it won 41% of the vote the bjp won 49% the it kind of gave the congress some hope that look it could actually take on the bjp in its strongest bastion right and this time around you know uh, looking at your reporting look at the reporting of others people have described the congress campaign as listless as leaderless as lackluster so we know that important people defected uh, but you know what else has changed between 2017 and 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 today well you know several factors one that um, in 2017 uh, mr rahul gandhi himself uh, nearly spearheaded the congress campaign he held yatra across the state he visited most of the districts of the state hmm. and uh, uh, you know he had lot of uh, in uh, he was also involved in in uh selection of candidates and quite uh, you know uh, after you know uh, losing narrowly to the bjp i think he lost the interest in gujarat and that is what has changed so gujarat became completely you know uh, leaderless uh, uh, mlas were were deserting the party there was no one no what we call high command of the party uh, mlas had no access to the central leadership uh, another uh, very very veteran congress leader who had uh, you know quite a significant role in gujarat was ahmed patel and he unfortunately died in uh, due to covid in 2020 since then party became uh, completely orphaned the, there was no hope no it it remained uh, you know uh, 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 leaderless for a very very long time uh, 
uh, in 2020 we had uh, local elections of municipal corporations and panchayats and party was nearly wiped out and after that uh, state congress leaders resigned taking their responsibility and they were not even changed for for almost a year they they continued you know that so practically party was uh, headless for for way for over a year hmm. and then uh, uh, another factor that you know um, uh, there is no unity three four congress leaders who, who keep fighting you know against each other rather than getting united and taking on the bjp that is uh, and third you know congress party also uh, not only you know the state unit of the congress mirrors what is the national unit of the party you know no leader no so that the, the cadres are quite demoralized uh, uh, they, they have no access they have no access who who should they go and talk to so all this uh, uh, all, all these factors you know led to this party's uh, quite quite uh, dispirited campaign in fact uh, rahul gandhi came only once to ha- hold two rallies uh, you know one in rajkot and one in uh, uh, south gujarat they they are saying that they don't have resources to fight the election they cannot ma- match bjp in terms of resources uh, yeah, bjp runs very high voltage campaign they don't have you know those kind of uh, uh, resources to kind of take on bjp secondly i think uh, uh, they aam aadmi party's entry also overshadowed congress hmm. because like bjp aam aadmi party also runs very very high voltage campaign holding road shows holding town halls holding you know meeting here and there kejriwal you know going by riding an auto to you know inviting one sanitary you know worker to his for dinner at his place in delhi so Uh, all tricks that uh, normally bjp does kejriwal has also been doing and congress is not uh, kind of uh, is seen on the ground mahesh you know uh, one of the things that's been so striking in recent days is the union home minister amit shah uh, said at a at a recent campaign stop that uh, such a lesson was taught in 2002 to those people who were engaging in communal riots uh harkening back of course to the infamous riots of two decades ago right and and he said quite clearly that 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 lesson that was taught in the riots led to quote unquote eternal peace in the state right and i think this remark shocked a lot of observers even those who are uh, kind of used to these this kind of inflammatory language uh, on on the campaign trail and i'm wondering you know here we are 20 years later you know the 2002 riots what what resonance do they still have in gujarati politics well you know it's very very interesting because uh, bjp first started with uh, development and and uh, and you know uh, their their achievements and somehow the you know and and that's a story uh, uh, you know in every election since 2002 riots so first development and achievements and uh, all sort of uh, things and then uh, uh, you know uh, then uh, 2002 riots or so some communal statement uh, enters the political you know uh, uh, arena so this time uh, it seems that uh, you know though congress as i narrated how congress, how dull the congress party is running the campaign though 
contrary to that bjp is running very extremely you know high voltage campaign but uh, as we have seen yesterday only that uh, uh, voters don't seem to be kind of uh, you know enamored with that and uh, yesterday's voting reflected the fatigue level in in gujarat i think uh, bjp now uh bjp leaders there is a sense in bjp leader among bjp leaders that uh, unless and until they kind of uh, inspire their cadres their workers hmm, uh you know this development narrative doesn't do that you have to do something that kind of you know inspires them something that kind of you know uh, swings them into action and uh, that is where i think this communal uh, angle uh, you know comes in because not only amit bhai the home minister even uh, you know more shocking statements came from the chief minister of assam and he he said that uh, you know uh, 2002 laid the foundation of new gujarat so we will never forget 2002 for next 50 years and uh, that is uh, that is what led to the peace in gujarat uh, and, uh, something that uh, the home minister also said that we we taught them such a lesson that they have not dared to kind of disturb the peace uh, in 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 the state since then so i should just mention uh, just as an aside that we're recording this on december 2nd so the first phase of the election was on december 1st saw relatively subdued turnout there'll be another uh, day of uh, voting on on december 5th uh but but uh, throughout this past week this question of the riots and its effects have been a motif of the campaign well i think that is what uh, 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 seems to be their plan because uh, 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 remember elections are happening in the back, uh, in the, you know in the backdrop of high unemployment and and high inflation hmm. uh, uh, that may or may not uh, you know uh, influence the outcome is a different thing but uh, 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 you go to visit any part of the state and then first thing that people talk about is inflation price rise and second unemployment though bjp talks about you know a lot of investment that has come in the state a lot of you know infrastructure development but in terms of you know social sector gujarat still remains quite laggard Uh, despite the party being in power for over two decades uh, in terms of education in terms of you know health in terms of nutrition gujarat is uh, among the worst performing states of the country and not among the best uh, so uh, could i just ask you a little bit uh, just just to elaborate on that because you know you interviewed a senior congress leader recently who said and i just want to quote said the bjp leaders talk about the gujarat model but where is the model there are no roads no power for irrigation no medical centers hospitals no employment in the villages now of course as you said earlier you know talking about the hype of the gujarat model obviously helped uh narendra modi make the jump from gujarat to the national scene um you know th- this the the holes as you're putting it the, the the gaps in the gujarat model right uh you know as you talk to voters on the campaign trail i mean are, are they are they upset are they angry are they but still going to vote for the bjp because they believe that no other political party is going to do a better job i mean you know, you know what is this electoral salience i guess you could say of the gujarat model quote unquote well you know uh, 
people are are certainly angry that uh, uh, there is very high level high level of inflation secondly jobs are not getting generated uh, third that you know again quite uh, you know shocking and unique that uh, in since 2015 every recruitment uh, exam that was held in gujarat it was rigged or papers were leaked or you know some scandal you know happened in the exam and that uh, that uh, that is quite uh, um, that's a massive issue particularly among the youngsters that you know um, bjp has not been able to conduct even a single exam without any scam or rigging or you know paper leak hmm. and and also uh, another uh, you know factor that is uh, what to talk about is corruption in in during mr modi's time we did not hear of corruption you know petty level of corruption that district administration official will ask some money to get some work done or but now we we'll, we keep hearing about that and and people do say that even you know despite paying money your work doesn't get done so that is uh, that is quite uh, you know uh, and uh, and i think prime minister is quite uh, prime minister and home minister both are quite uh, aware of that and that is why they uh, they are almost here in gujarat uh, you know uh, uh, that and this is pro- precisely the reason why they are taking it very very seriously that you know uh, though they they claim uh, uh, the achievements of the state but most of the achievements are of modi era hmm. in last 7 years uh, the state administration has uh, left much to be desired so so mahesh l- l- this is maybe a good way to sort of you know uh, conclude i mean if i were to sum up our conversation it's been a somewhat lackluster campaign there's a sense of inevitability about the outcome because the bjp is so strong the opposition is quite weak there has been some disruption it's possible the amadmi party will displace the congress party as the as the second biggest party i mean that remains to be seen but if we assume a bjp victory uh, uh which seems like the most likely scenario you know do what do we know about who will run the new government will the bjp uh retain bupender patel as the as the chief minister and 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 what will be their priorities i mean do you have a sense of uh you know what it is that they want to accomplish between now and 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 the next assembly election well you know as of now it appears that uh, bupender patel will continue to remain the chief minister of the state uh, there will be few uh, new faces in the state cabinet but the problem uh, i think uh, goes beyond mr bupendra patel because it's uh, over centralization model that is uh, you know essentially congress model that bjp has adopted so even a district level officer is you know uh, uh, is not appointed without green signal from delhi so that so that that is the level of centralization uh, you know Uh, uh under which the state admi- state administration is functioning every small decision come flows from delhi you know here people are meant to be kind of uh, carried out the instructions that flow from delhi and that is uh, something that bjp will have to change because uh, uh, um, uh, that that is not work for the congress i mean it it did work initially but it doesn't work for very long time so they they will have to empower uh you know local leader local leaders to to take the uh, their own decisions take their own you know uh, you know uh, run the state administration as per their own wisdom and uh, competence rather than you know taking instructions from delhi 
number two there is also you know uh, 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 you know internal dynamics of the party hmm. uh, state needs a strong chief minister who can you know the gujarat uh, um, has its uh, own importance not only politically uh, since mr modi and uh, the union home minister are from the state but uh, gujarat is also the hub of corporates uh, we have you know it's it's a home state of the world's uh, second richest person of the uh, world's second richest person hmm. uh, you know now every uh, new project that uh, that uh, one you know one talks about nationally lands in gujarat be it you know vedanta foxconn's uh, uh, chip making factory or, or you know airbus and uh, airbus uh, tata's joint venture to manufacture you know some aircraft for the indian defense forces that uh, that has also landed in vadodara gujarat so gujarat is uh, uh, gujarat has its own uh, solid you know significance uh, beyond politics and that is probably the reason why uh, bjp and and uh, uh, you know uh, top leadership of the bjp should empower the local leaders and and they, they can continue to guide but at least you know uh, let them work uh, uh, freely that is not happening at the moment but i, I would still personally speaking i would still uh, feel that bjp should uh, uh, you know uh, hand over the state to very um, independent minded person rather than uh, micromanaging from delhi My guest on the show this week is the veteran journalist Mahesh Langa. He covers Gujarat for the Hindu. Spent many tiring weeks on the campaign trail. Uh, Mahesh, your 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 work on the campaign trail is almost over, but uh, we're extremely grateful that you took out some time for us. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much, and it was pleasure connecting with you. Grant Thamasha is a co-production of the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace and the Hindustan Times. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review to help others find the show. Tim Martin is our audio engineer, and Cliff Jayapranada is our executive producer. Production assistance comes from Nitya Love. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Smart.